Hi, this is Darren from HEJ.tax. And today I want to talk about US LLCs for Singaporeans. So uh, in terms of our client base here in Singapore, we have, let's say, half our US exposed uh, foreigners and half would be Singaporeans who are investing into the US. Primarily, Singaporeans investing into the US primarily do so uh, for real estate, but also for other types of uh, investment opportunities as well. One, one of the, the ways in which you can hold an investment in the U.S. is through an LLC. Or if you're doing business, one of the ways of expanding your business from Singapore into the U.S. is by incorporating a U.S. LLC. So let's talk about three things that you need to keep in mind as a Singaporean who's forming a U.S. LLC. So the first thing to bear in mind is that there are responsibilities that come with forming an LLC. So one of the one of the main challenges we have sometimes with clients is that they think, okay, I've formed an LLC, so that's it. Bye-bye. No need to think about it anymore after the incorporation phase. But actually, no, that's just the beginning. So just like when you form a company in Singapore, you form a Singapore Private Limited, there are responsibilities every year. Every year, if you, you need to file a tax return for that company in Singapore, uh, all things being equal, there are some exceptions. But generally speaking, yes, you need to file a tax return, but you also need to file some sort of annual report that you know provides the authorities in singapore with you know who are the directors who are the shareholders and stuff like that similarly with an entity in the us there are similar filing requirements if there's uh income that arises from from that llc or from that structure in the us a tax return is due and an annual report is due as well bear in mind too that an llc is a it's a unique structure in, in the world of uh offshore structures or international structures and that it's a hybrid entity and LLC must first be formed at a state level so you need to pick a state and once you determine what state you need to uh, create that entity in then you you file an election with the federal government to tell the federal government hey I formed an LLC in XYZ state and this is how I want to be how, how I want this entity to be treated this limited liability company this is how I want it to be treated for federal tax purposes generally speaking you'll either want it to be treated as an LLC which is a pass-through kind of like a partnership or a sole proprietor in Singapore or you want to be you want to have it treated like a sequel which is uh like a Singapore private limited so you need to let the federal government know either either way the default is that it'll be treated as a, a pass-through another thing to bear in mind is the, the fact that uh, you need to pick the state that you want to incorporate in. You may think it's easy as well. Everything is Delaware because Delaware has a great brand. It's super easy. You just go online. It's done pretty quickly. But the U.S. is a federal republic, which means that if you form an LLC in Delaware and you want to do business, for example, you want to have a rental property in California, that Delaware LLC is treated just like a Singapore company. It's a foreign company. It's foreign to the state of California. So you need to register that entity to do business in California. So uh, there, there's some thought that is needed to figure out where you want to incorporate that LLC or where you want to incorporate that structure. It's not, it's not as easy as going online, paying $100, and boom, it's done. Because you may find yourself in a lot of problems later on. And to be fair, you know, full disclosure, we probably make more money helping people fix uh, the mistakes that they made or mistakes made by less experienced teams, teams that didn't understand international tax, than we do helping people do it right the first time. So bear in mind, you need to decide exactly how you want an entity to be treated from a tax perspective, and you need to choose the right state depending on where, they, where your investments would, would lie. And once that's done, you need to maintain the entity. You need to file the annual returns, tax returns, and annual reports to the, to the state in question. Failure to do so may lead to the entity being stricken off. It can be closed. It could be shut down. And 
you may you may not be aware of it, but when the when a time comes and there's some sort of legal situation to resolve, you'd realize that you actually don't have a company. It's been taken away from you. So number one, number one, number one, keep on top of your annual filings. Number two, other formalities. So you're probably going to need to have an oper- some sort of operating agreement, which in Singapore you would call a constitution. So that entity needs to have a constitution. Yes, you can download a, a template for free from the internet, but it would do you no good if there's a legal if there's some sort of legal dispute and the the free copy that you downloaded from the internet does not protect you so you know you know the whole adage about an ounce of prevention versus a pound of cure you know you what you see on the front end you will pay daily on the back end is is the the word of advice there so yes you can do it for free but you probably want to pay someone to have it structured to protect you and to protect your investment because you you're making an investment right and number 3 the third thing that i think you should keep in mind is that it is a separate legal person from you. It's a separate legal entity in law. It has rights and responsibilities of its own. That's where you point out in number one, number two. And number three is about the funds. You need to create a separate bank account for that entity. And you would probably want to take steps to make sure that you don't commingle funds. If there's any sort of transaction that's needed, even though you may be the only person behind it, you may still want to make sure that you have proper minutes and res board resolutions, directors resolutions, or whatever the case may be. To you know, there's there's a proper governance structure in place because you have an operating agreement, and they you you make sure that you cross the T's and you dot the I's. Again you don't feel it until you need it. So when you need to rely on this documentary evidence, if it's not there, you're going to have no end of problems. The worst case scenario is that they pass the veil of incorporation and that if there's some sort of litigation, if there's some sort of lawsuit, whoever it is comes after you personally and they pass the the company and they come after your personal assets, which nobody wants, right? So number one, keep on top of your annual reports. Make sure you choose a structure wisely and you maintain your structure. Number two, make sure you have a proper operating agreement in place. And number three, be careful with your banking. If you want to discuss this or any related issues around U.S. investments, U.S. taxation, U.S. Singapore taxation, please feel free to reach us Reach us at htj.tax and we can arrange a consult where we can take a deeper dive into your situation and give proper advice. So this has not been advice. We were just having a general conversation about the things that you need to keep in mind with U.S. LLCs. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Bye-bye. So if you're a six, seven, or eight-figure investor, entrepreneur, or business owner who needs a tailor-made solution from a qualified team of professionals, we can help you achieve the international lifestyle, the freedom, and even the tax savings you're looking for. Visit us at htj.tax and live that international life.